Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's hour two on this Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Again, thanks to the city of Cincinnati rolling out the red carpet Gave me a proclamation, too. Came in for a book signing and uh, had a great turnout. Great to see a lot of uh, members of our audience that showed up there. A lot of people had T-shirts on that uh, related to the show. We uh, had one for Fritzy, uh, Marvin's Plums. Uh, we had a couple other bandwagon ones. Uh, just Dan Patrick show uh, Moonshine, uh, Tailgate Moonshine T-shirts there. So uh, thank you for uh, coming out. Sign up for the DP Show newsletter, and uh, it's really easy to do. You go to danpatrick.com, put in your email address in the box that slides out bottom right corner, get all the details on the next uh, moonshine drop, and it comes out every day, Monday through Friday at 6 Eastern. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Best and worst of the weekend, as we always do, every Monday, what you saw that you liked and you didn't like. We've touched on a variety of things from the first hour. Colorado now going to Oregon, and it might surprise you who's favored and by how many. Oregon is favored by more than three touchdowns against Colorado. And as Dion might say, you believe? Uh, Las Vegas doesn't, because Las Vegas doesn't get caught up in a storyline. Their job is to set the line, and right now, might be close to 23-point favorite for the Oregon Ducks. And Colorado will be without Travis Hunter, their star player who got injured in that win, the double overtime win against Colorado State. The 2-0 teams, Ravens, 49ers, Cowboys, Dolphins, okay. Buccaneers, Falcons, hmm, okay. I thought the Buccaneers were going to be in a rebuild mode here. Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker Mayfield might have that uh, rejuvenation that we saw with Ryan Tannehill. When Tannehill washed out with the Dolphins, end up going to Tennessee, and then they, you know, became a, a good quarterback, serviceable quarterback. The Falcons, I love the offense. They were fun. Jordan Love with a big mistake on that fourth down call and uh, fourth and what, two, going for a quarterback sneak. He's the only one who moved. Uh, the offensive line didn't pick up on whatever cadence that he changed to. And uh, that cost him. But the Falcons got in field goal range and ended up winning that game. Saints and the Panthers, Browns and the Steelers coming up tonight. If you like comebacks, you certainly had that in a variety of games. You had Atlanta down 12, Giants down 21, Tennessee down 11, Washington down 18. Those were uh, teams that, you know, four teams that came back to win yesterday. 
So the Giants, they uh, overcame the 21-point third quarter deficit. The Commanders were down 18 in the second quarter against uh, the Denver Broncos. Falcons were down 12 in the fourth quarter. Tennessee was down 11 in the first half, came back to beat the Chargers. And uh, uh, Seahawks, Seahawks with a win against Denver. So you, you had some pretty good comebacks there, and they're all close games. You know, you got these one-score games. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler is standing by. Last night it was the Dolphins over the Patriots. And here's Tyreek Hill, who didn't enjoy his trip to New England. Oh, it felt it felt tremendous, man. Um, those those fans are, you know, some of the worst fans in the in, in the NFL, and, I, and I'm gonna stand on that, man, because they're they are real nasty, and some of the things that they were saying wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say in church. So um, yeah, it felt great to uh, wave goodbye to the fans, and I'll do it again. Bye. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Marv. But how much stuff? At a football game, can you repeat in church? <laughs> uh, probably not too much. Uh, I accidentally said Seahawks uh, over Denver, Seahawks over Detroit. Um, I like that even Boston players talk about how terrible the fans yeah. are there. Yeah, It's their home crowd, and they're like, these people are terrible. Here is the Patriots quarterback, Mac Jones. Biggest thing is just we're close. We drove the ball pretty well. I uh, just didn't get it in. You know, last week we were behind and kind of scored some touchdowns, you know. And if we can combine those two things, move the ball and then get it in the red zone, I think everyone would be smiling right now. So uh, that's the biggest thing. Right. <laughs> it always seems like somebody's kid came into the press conference. Whenever he sits down, it's like, hey, get out of here. Go, go back there and uh, pick up those towels. Like he just sort of goes in and it just, you know, almost, uh, I don't know, yeah. Kind of almost, yeah. Yeah, smart. He's the quarterback version of Mike McDaniel. Like when you hear him talk, you're not like, oh, let's go. <laughs> it's all okay. I'm just giving my opinion. Yeah. I like just, I'm supposed to. Just do what I asked to. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Mike McDaniel's becoming an entertainer because he was entertaining when they weren't really winning yet. And now that they're winning and handling people, he's. He's just letting it out there, running off the field with the cameras yesterday. Mm-hmm. For every press conference, it's like a stand-up special. Yeah, there's something with his delivery. He's got that deadpan delivery, like Stephen Wright does. Uh, yes, give me a Stephen Wright, Todd. I bought some batteries, but they weren't included, so I had to buy them again. It's a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. <laughs> Didn't he do one where uh, I was born cesarean section? So I don't leave the house through the door. I go through the window. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite joke of his is when he said, uh, uh, I once had a job at a fire hydrant making plants or something. It was a great job, but there was nowhere to park. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. Uh, So two games coming up tonight. We'll get phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Who had a bad win? Bad win over the weekend. Alabama had a bad win. Horrible. Colorado, they won in dramatic fashion. But if you look at it, they were favored by 24. It's not a bad win. It's not a great win. Uh, Who else had a bad win? Yeah, Paulie. I'll throw out Texas. I don't think a lot of people watched Texas versus Wyoming. It was a tie game going into the fourth quarter. Texas had built up all this goodwill beating Alabama. They could have undone it in all in one weekend. Texas is down number three in the yeah, country. Yeah, Alabama's thirteen. Um, by the way, the Premier League, uh, the uh, biggest rivalries play out live. Uh, it'll be Arsenal and Tottenham coming up uh, this uh, this Sunday, next Sunday. North London Derby. Yes, it is. Uh, Emirates Stadium. That'll be at uh, nine a.m. Eastern. Streaming only on Peacock. Did the Colts have a bad win? They lost their starting quarterback Ooh. concussion. That's not good. And it shows that they're you know, good backup. Yeah. Yeah. And Richardson is a thing, but, you know, when he, when he scores a touchdown, nobody picked up on his head, you know, snapping back and hitting the turf. He jumps up, and uh, then all of a sudden you realize that he needed to go into concussion protocol. All right. Anybody else have... Who had a good loss? Ooh, the 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 Lions. 
the Lions could have could have won that That's one. That's a good loss. Yeah, because you're the Lions. Now it's changing. You don't have to wear a bag. You're supposed to win. Yeah, they they. You got to win that game. Their offense looked great. Golf looked great, except for one throw, and it was a pick six. Yeah, and he doesn't throw interceptions. Right? Is there an, an uh, Broncos? That's that was pretty close. That was so. That's a that's a good loss. Maybe I'll, I'll it's say, not a terrible loss. I don't know. You're at home. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. If it wasn't twenty-one-three, Denver at one point. Yeah, you were dominating. Yeah, Marv. Going back to bad losses, the uh, the Jaguars. Yeah. Bad loss. Yeah. Four times oh. in the red zone. Yeah. You know who had a bad win? Did you already say the Giants? Uh, yeah, I, I said they have no business celebrating. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry, I missed that. You can't. You're not allowed to celebrate that win. If I'm, if as soon as they get back in the locker room after that win, I'm like, everybody, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> how, how about the Packers? Jordan Love, six touchdowns, two games, no picks. Wasn't perfect. They without their star running back. But they lost. I'm saying good loss. If I'm a Packer fan, I'm feeling really uh, good after two games when you don't know what Jordan Love's going to be for three years. You got to feel pretty good about him specifically. Because it looks like it's going to work. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's going to work. It looks yeah. like it's going to work. Yeah. All right, we might have a guy here. The Giants allowed 60 points before scoring their first points of the season. <laughs> They're sandbagging people. They're getting people overconfident. That's the most points that has been allowed by a team before scoring their first points since 1978 when the Colts surrendered 86 points before scoring their first points. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Alabama beat Florida, but dropped to number 13 in the rankings, uh, South Florida. This marks the first time Alabama has been outside the top 10 since September of 2015. That's a streak of 128 weeks. Second longest streak. Uh... Miami went 137 weeks, 1985 to 1993, where they were in the top 10. A couple of phone calls here. Our good buddy Ross Tucker was on the call with the Patriots and the Dolphins. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Gus in L.A. Good morning, Gus. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Mr. Patrick. Hope you and the boys had a great weekend. Uh, Worst of the weekend, uh, Colorado State. Uh, I firmly believe that Colorado State actually had that game won. I mean, it, they were winning the whole game, even with playing the most undisciplined football I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah. That was the worst. I mean, 17 penalties for 182 yards? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you still have to go to double overtime to, to you know, to uh, beat them as Colorado? Come on now. You can't do that. Number 11 should have been banned. There has to be a re, like, uh, like another revision of that rule. Because he took him out of the game. He took him to the hospital with that hit. You can't have that, man. You know, it's terrible. It's ugly. Colorado, you played yourselves. You lost. Uh, best of the weekend, my Dodgers win in the division. Let's go back to March. Everybody, San Diego, Slam Diego. Oh, my God. The baseball gods are going to be raining. And now San Diego's sitting there like, do we go to Cabo or Cancun for our vacation? Wow. Which one do we do? Right. You boys have a great week. Thank Take you, care. Gus. Thank you, Gus. Four shutout innings Saturday for Clayton Kershaw. His ERA at 2.48 is the lowest in the major leagues since 1918. Stat of the day. Bop, bop. Stat of the day. Bop, bop. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Sean in Florida. Sean, good morning. Best and worst of the weekend. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Danettes. Uh, I got two best of the weekend, and they uh, sent around two of the Danettes. A couple weeks ago, Paulie said the Bucks were looking to rebuild with mm-hmm. one of the best linebackers and some of the best wide receiver duo in the game. And I thought it only fitting after we uh, beat his Bears to call in and say 2-0, and oh, baby, and uh, <laughs> we're not going nowhere. And uh, my other best of the weekend is uh, when the commander scored that touchdown to take the lead back from the Broncos, I just pictured Fritzy's face and what it looked like in my house. And I just started cracking up laughing, and my daughters didn't know what I was laughing about. I tried to explain <laughs> it to them. But I uh, just wanted to tell you guys I appreciate you. I've been watching you for about 10 years now, 
ever since you uh, grew up with you on ESPN. And I appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you, today. Sean. Thank you. Cracking up laughing at yeah. my misery. Thinking yeah. of your face. I did think of you when you had the Hail Mary and then they completed it. And I just wondered, they're not going to get the two-point conversion. I was I was sure of that. I didn't get excited at all about that. I was like, wow, look at that. They're just going to prolong the misery <laughs> and definitely not get the two-point conversion. Wait, you didn't jump up? I did not. I actually, I've just seen the show too many times. I'm like, all right, this is very cool and wild and, and unique that that just happened, but that means they're not going to get the two-point conversion. Yeah, yeah, Seton. I was positive they were getting the two-point conversion. Russell got, got them right up to the line. They didn't waste any time. Yeah. I thought for sure they were going to punch it in. They yeah. did yell, of course they didn't call pass interference on that and give them one more chance to get the two. And I'm watching the Buccaneers against the Bears. Uh, once again, all the love preseason with the Bears, I didn't get it. Um, I think it was wishful reporting that people wanted to see Justin Fields and what he he's still young quarterbacks hold the ball forever. And you saw that yesterday. He got sacked six times. There are times when there were plays, there were players who were open. And he hold and hold and hold. If you want to be a legitimate quarterback in the NFL, you have to have those reads, get rid of the ball. This isn't Ohio State. This You just can't make things happen all the time. And you saw that yesterday. Those are mistakes. You, you know, he's, what, three years in now? you gotta, you got to, there has to be that progression, that evolution of understanding. And I'm watching going, who's helping him? And is he listening, whoever's helping him? Quick reads. Get the ball out. Don't hold it. And he held it a couple of times, got sacked six times. Yeah, Paul. The good news, he took a lot of people's advice, Justin Fields, and he's running the ball less. But he's also passing the ball less, <laughs> which is not what we wanted. Last year, he covered up the passing stuff with all the running highlights. Yeah. And now he's trying to stay in the pocket, and it's... He's being exposed as a pocket pass. Yeah. But it, there is some good news, though, if you're a Bear fan. If you want to say it, they, don't, they didn't sign him to a $200 million contract. Not yet. Yeah, and they... Hopefully he, they don't do, you know, what happened in Arizona. They can get out. They have two first-round draft picks that should be both in the top six or seven. So there's some good news. Brent in Alabama. Hi, Brent. What's on your mind? Hey, all good morning. Uh, worst of the weekend, uh, Travis Hunter. That was a cheap shot, and if you can't throw that uh, Colorado State player out, you I, I think the coach has to bench him. I mean, that was just egregious. Uh, feel bad for Travis. Um, best of the weekend, my Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, Nick Saban, uh, now we know for a fact that Tommy Reese is the problem. It's not the quarterback. Three different quarterbacks, one of whom was not even our recruit. Uh, for all three of them to look that bad, not just them, but the entire offense, the offensive line, the running backs, missing blocks, bad snaps, you name it, it's got to be Tommy Reese. And either he's got to be let go or there's got to be some pretty uh, pretty big discussions this week or the Ole Miss game is going to get ugly. I can't believe we opened up as an 11-and-a-half point favorite against Ole Miss. That's- yeah. Yeah, Tommy Reese was at Notre Dame and then went to Alabama. He's the offensive coordinator there. I don't know if these quarterbacks are that good. I know that because they go to Alabama, you go, well, they got to be. You know, they're four-star, five-star. I get that, including a transfer from Notre Dame. I don't see it. Uh, so it, you can say it's the play calling, and that certainly has to be a factor here. But it just they don't seem like they have those dynamic weapons that they normally have. Where you go, oh my God. Uh, you know, when Tua was there, you had three first round draft picks at wide receiver, running back, your, your uh, offensive line. When Mac Jones was there, when Jalen Hurts was there, <laughs> Bryce Young was there. You don't have that right now. You don't have that kind of talent at quarterback either. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk to our good buddy, Ross Tucker, and he'll join us next here on the Dan Patrick Show. It's not a question of if, but when something happens with identity theft. You have to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives every single day. Plus, if you have children who are in college, first time that they're using a credit card, and they could be susceptible to cyber thieves. And uh, if somebody gets your information, man, it is a mess to try to get it back. 
LifeLock wants to help you detect and alert you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. Loans taken out in your name, crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. You need a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist to uh, work to fix it, and that's what you get with LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick. So 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there, but Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can, the vehicle's all electric. The feeling's all Mercedes. The choice all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQ. Get to more phone calls coming up. Let's pull question for hour two, Seton O'Connor. Well, Dan, hour one we had up there, uh, which uh, is more real? Alabama's struggles or uh, Colorado's success. Mm -hmm. And right now we've got uh, Alabama's struggles still at 66%. So the audience feels like that's going to be more sustainable, that Alabama's going to struggle. Alabama's going to continue to struggle through this year rather than Colorado's going to continue to win. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Alabama struggles sounds like a cool name for a country band. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Alabama struggles. Alabama shakes. Yeah. Pretty close. Ross Tucker. Uh, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He can be found on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. He was working last night, Dolphins and the Patriots, and he joins us courtesy of DraftKings. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Ross. How are you, buddy? Morning, Dan. I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Well, uh, great. You know, it's a football Monday, overreaction. What is the overreaction today that you would caution people against? 
Well, I, I think probably going too far down the road with some of the 0-2 teams. I do think there are some concerns with the Cincinnati Bengals or even the Chargers because it feels like the Chargers are the same team, just a different year. But I think especially now with a 17-game slate, I think it's a little bit too early to start to throw out all those stats and all those numbers and make it seem like those teams are done. Um, I know people still think they have a chance to make the playoffs and all that, but 0-2 doesn't feel as punitive as it used to. All right, let me run down the 0-2 teams right now. You tell me these this this team will make the playoffs. Bears? Bengals? Mm. Broncos? Cardinals? Chargers? Patriots? Texans? Vikings? Is that it? Any of those going to make the playoffs? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say the Bengals will make the playoffs. I'd be surprised if they didn't. The only other team I think out of that group that has a, a chance is the Chargers. But it's unbelievable, Dan. And I, I tweeted this yesterday. I feel like the Chargers, every single game is the same game. Is it ever not the <laughs> two-minute warning of the Chargers game? And whoever has the ball is down one score and they're driving to try to win the game. And what's curious to me, Dan, about the Chargers is they don't win their fair share of those. So I don't know how much of that's Brandon Staley, how much of that's Justin Herbert. You know, we all love Justin Herbert. We all think he's a fantastic player. We talk about him as a top five quarterback. But these first two games, he's had six drives, I think, in the fourth quarter where they could either have taken a two-score lead to kind of put the game away, or when they were trailing, he could have led them to the game-winning score, and he hasn't been able to do it. And I think he's awesome, and I probably would blame Staley more for these close losses than Herbert, but still not a good look, right? So, you know, it feels like when you're in those situations and you watch Mahomes, it feels like he always gets it done, Dan. It feels like certain guys either always get it done or have a high likelihood of getting it done. Herbert's just not one of those guys for whatever reason. Yeah, but are you siding with the coaches to blame more than the quarterback or the other way around with the Chargers? I'm going to put more blame on Brandon Staley. Yeah, I mean, they've had some curious decisions. You know what's fascinating to me about him, Dan? Two years ago, okay, all of the analytics folks, all of the young people, they were loving Brandon Staley, because every decision he made was based on, you know, expected points added or win probability. He went straight by the numbers, right? And I don't know if he got gun shy. I don't know if he lost his stinger or his confidence, but I'm watching the game against the Titans. They're like at the 42 yard line, fourth and one or something, and he punts it. I'm always a little, and you could say maybe he learned from prior mistakes, but I'm always a little bit skeptical of coaches who it seems like have really changed their philosophy. Like, why did he change? And to me, the most likely scenario there is he was tired of getting criticized for being different. So if he's going to go down, he'd rather be conservative and not have people say, well, he's too new age. He's too going with the analytics too much. Yeah, I know that we get caught up in this where these new coaches, new philosophy – then all of a sudden, now it feels like you have a coach who's coaching for his job, and now you get a little more conservative there. You know, Mike McDaniel, he's a guy that's quirky, different. You saw this last night with his offense, and that's a great offense there. But is he an analytics guy, similar to how Staley is and some, you know, a few other coaches? Well, he certainly understands, you know, the, the mathematics of some of the decision-making that he – undergoes. Although, you know, I thought the 55-yard field goal was a surprising decision by him. I mean, I I would have thought that he would go for it in that situation late in the game. The kick wasn't even close, which by the way, Dan, I am convinced that Jason Sanders hooked that ball to the left because the Patriots had that kid schooler coming off the edge again from the right, the same way he had blocked the first field goal with the coolest field goal block technique I've ever seen. I think we're going to see more teams do that, not just to block it, but it's just distracting for the kicker, right? It's like 
Those guys are so locked in. And now you have a guy running towards you from your peripheral vision. I'm convinced that that's part of the reason why Sanders hooked it the way he did. Well, I think uh, he surprised the Dolphins with that. And then I think uh, after that, you know, teams are going to be aware of a guy who is moving and then you just got to chip him. Uh, but I'm waiting for the NFL to go, nope, that's that's illegal. We're not going to allow that anymore. Uh but it was, it was a great play by the Patriots to block the kick. We're talking to Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS Sports NFL and College Football Analyst, joining us on behalf of DraftKings. Well, the Dolphins, I think we're waiting to see, can the defense be up to the task that the offense is with the Dolphins? How would you handicap what you saw with the Dolphins and how sustainable it is? Yeah, so I, I think, Dan, they've been the most impressive team in the AFC so far this season. I mean, I know we all come into the year and you talk about the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills, but for the Dolphins to do what they did, 2-0 on the road at pretty solid football teams with the Chargers and the Patriots, and I think, Dan, it's the way that they did it, right? So they threw the ball all over the field against the Chargers. We all know that. It was awesome. To go to New England now, and Belichick does a good job taking away Tyreek Hill, so the Dolphins run the ball as much as they did with Mostert and then play really good defense on the other side of the ball. I mean, you're already seeing the impact of Vic Fangio. They didn't even have Jalen Phillips, who's probably their best edge rusher for that game last night, and they still held the Patriots to only 17 points. The Patriots, you know, they really have their own issues, but I do think that was a highly encouraging performance by the Dolphins defensively. They forced a couple turnovers, and right now, I mean, if you're doing AFC power rankings, I think it's hard not to have the Dolphins number one out of that group. Help me understand the logic of the Jets against the Cowboys with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. And yes, you have a wonderful wide receiver, but you have two good running backs. And I thought the best way to neutralize Dallas and Micah Parsons would be to run the football. How do you explain them running 11 times? Well, I think part of that is they didn't have early success, but I don't care. I'm with you, Dan. I mean, we've now seen enough of Zach Wilson, and we saw him yesterday. Honestly, the best thing he does right now is run. I mean, he ran for a bunch of yards, ran for some first downs, which helped the Jets. But that's, I think, the biggest storyline today in my mind, Dan, in the NFL, is what are the Jets going to really do at quarterback? I mean, But would you try to trade for somebody in the next two weeks that, let's say say the Vikings – Lose at home. Chargers are in uh, Minnesota. Like, at what point do you say, all right, what will you give us for our starting quarterback here? I mean, I know they have to come in and learn the offense, but are they going to stay with Zach Wilson, maybe get a backup, uh, a veteran backup, and they're going to go into battle every week like this? So I don't know that they're going to give up the draft choices and the money for a guy like Kirk Cousins of that caliber to try to make a big swing like that, but they're going to bring somebody else in. And I would think that they would bring somebody else in this week because it might take that guy a week or two to get ready, right? And you don't want to wait too long. I mean, they play the Patriots in the next game. You don't want to wait so long that you're putting whoever you bring in. I don't know, Case Keenum, name your favorite backup <laughs> uh, quarterback out there that they could bring in who's just steady, Dan. It just doesn't look to me like Zach Wilson is comfortable, that he believes what he's seeing. They need a guy in there that can just make the layups and not turn the football over. They don't need the highlight real stuff. And I think they wanted to give it a week with Zach Wilson. Well, now we saw it. So I think either today or tomorrow, I think the longer the Jets go before they give themselves another option at quarterback, the more of a disservice they're really doing to that entire team. That Dallas defense is real, but that's because you start with Micah Parsons. Um, Does he get the Lawrence Taylor treatment now with offensive coordinators here? Yeah, I mean, he already is, and he's still producing, which is incredible. I mean. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. His change of direction, uh, his lateral agility, his closing speed, 
I mean, he's probably as close. Look, we've had some unbelievable guys, Von Millers and Derek, you know, there's all kinds of guys, but he is as dominant of a guy as we've seen in a long, long time, three games into, or a couple games into here, his second year in, or his third year in the NFL, just extremely impressive. What I like about what Dan Quinn does, Danny's moving them around, right? And they're running stunts. If you just line them up in the same place every time, teams are going to help that way every time. So the fact that they're moving him around and getting him involved in stunts that allow him to get freed up a little bit more is very, very smart. He needs to be like a Where's Waldo guy so that the offense doesn't know where he is so they can chip or slide or whatever. I know that there's wishful reporting with Colorado with Dion. I don't know how good they are. Uh, Colorado State's not good. Nebraska's not good. And they did beat TCU. And they're a three-touchdown underdog against Oregon. Probably would be similar, I guess, against USC uh, the following week. But uh, how much of this do you think is sustainable this year with Dion in Colorado? I, I think they're going to struggle the next couple weeks. Um, you know, I, I heard the poll question, and I think it's – I think Alabama – will do a better job of fighting through their struggles than Colorado will continue to have success, mm-hmm. especially with Travis Hunter being hurt and out for a couple of weeks. You know, I don't know that that was a great TCU team that they beat. It's a terrific story. Colorado has been terrible forever. They have a good team, but they really haven't beat a, a top 20 caliber team. There's a the reason why they're huge underdogs against Oregon, I would imagine they will be as well against USC. If they can hang with those teams and win one of those games, I would be very, very impressed. He's done a fantastic job, but I don't think they're at that level yet. I mean, that would be unbelievable if they were at that. I mean, you're talking about top 10 teams. I don't think Colorado is a top 10 team yet. Good to talk to you as always, Ross. Uh, where are you off to next weekend? Big one, Dan. Uh, my first SEC on CBS game, Ole Miss at Alabama, Whoa. Saturday, 3.30. I can't wait. Okay, look at you. Look at you. Uh, hey, great to talk to you. Safe travels. Thank you so much. That's Ross Tucker joining us on behalf of uh, DraftKings and uh, Westwood One CBS Sports analyst there. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with uh, our best and worst of the weekend, more of your phone calls as well. TireRack.com. Whenever you need tires, always remember that. TireRack.com. Free shipping, free road hazard protection. That is just the start. They test the tires. They have their own test track, and they give you all the information. Therefore, you can make an informed choice. If you need a little bit of help, not sure where to begin, the easy-to-use tire decision guide, you get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how and what and where you drive. They only sell the best. Full lineup of BF Goodrich tires shipped Fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. Also, mobile tire installation. Ask about that. See if it's available in your area. That means they bring the tires to you at your home or office and install them on site. TireRack.com slash Dan. You get to see the BF Goodrich test results and special offers. TireRack.com. The full lineup and ask about mobile tire installation. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Saturday, the Ohio State Buckeyes are headed to South Bend take on the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame. That's in prime time. That'll be Saturday night. Uh, By the way, I was reading something about how they came up with the Ohio State, and I think that there were, and I'm I'm going off memory here, that you had uh, maybe another university in, in Ohio, in Columbus, and they wanted to differentiate between the two. And then I think it was, you know, like Ohio state agriculture, something like that. And then that's when they came up. And the, and the the has been around for a long, long time, 100, 100 years, I think, that the Ohio State University. It, and it felt like it was something that just happened. But then you had these players, when they'd be introduced on Sunday Night Football, they'd go, the Ohio State. And then you get some of these other guys who go to other colleges. They're like, the Utah Utes. And it's like, no, not the same. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, they did some research on it. According to the University Library at The Ohio State University, back in 86, the new university's logo was introduced to go away from the OSU symbol because there was uh, Oregon State, Oklahoma State. They were trying to differentiate themselves. And in, I see, uh, 77, that's when they kind of uh, started going with it locally. Um, The legislation back in 1877 in the Board of Trustees minutes wanted it called Ohio State Agricultural Mechanical College, but it'll be known as the Ohio State University. That was actually declared in 1878. They brought it back in the 1970s to make it a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The Ohio State, been around a long, long time. But the emphasis really just started uh, a few decades ago. All right, let's go around the room. Best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. My best of the weekend, although, was against a not particularly good Michigan State team, giving it to Washington Huskies quarterback Michael Penix Jr., 473 yards, four TDs, 41-7 route in East Lansing. Worst, we mentioned it already a few times, Colorado State nickelback Aiden Hector's late hit out of bounds on the Buffalo's Travis Hunter in the second quarter, taken to a hospital, missing at least a few weeks. All right, Seton O'Connor. My best of the weekend is Geno Smith. Talk about a crazy career arc that this fella is having, but the more success that I can find him having, the better it is. It's tremendously entertaining watching this guy play well. 
It has nothing to do with you both going to West Virginia. Uh, I'm sure that that's possibly part of it. <laughs> However, you do have to admit that all of a sudden his resurgence and then getting paid and then continuing to play pretty well is pretty fascinating. Yes, it There's is. There's not a lot of quarterbacks who have been able to do that. Okay, stranger career art. Kurt Warner, Geno Smith. Well, it's got to be Kurt. Okay. I mean, he was bagging groceries. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was was bagging groceries. Bagging groceries. Yeah. Yes, he was. And then uh, Arena League, and then you injury, all of a sudden MVP, Super Bowl. And then when he goes to back up Eli, that's what – actually, I think he started in Green Bay. Kurt was – was he a fourth-string quarterback, maybe? Yeah. He practiced squad quarterback with uh, Favre there. But, like, that's that's the craziest career arc that I can think of. And then to come back and then you take Arizona to the Super Bowl and nearly win it. Yeah, Paul. Remember the story Kurt Warner told us that he was probably going to be a bear because they had the inside track on him. He got a spider bite or something on a camping trip and he had to move it. And so he went to St. Louis first and then he was going to go to the Bears. St. Louis signed him. He never would have been successful uh, in Chicago. The Bears could take on anybody's legacy. Yes, <laughs> yes. He would, he would not have survived the Bears curse. Uh, do you have a negative there, Seton? Yeah, I know. It's the one everybody's doing, but it just really bums me out that Travis Hunter got knocked out of that game, and now he's going to miss the two biggest games of his career coming up against Oregon and USC. Mm-hmm. It kind of really, I just hate what it does to the whole storyline because it was that his play is part of the magic of it. It's not just Dion. He's also got his own little part carved out, and uh, it's just a real bummer. Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best of the weekend, Colorado tight end Michael Harrison, who's a walk-on, by the way. Two touchdown catches and a two-point conversion to mm-hmm. tie the game. Mm-hmm. Can't believe he's a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Give him a scholarship now. Uh, worst of the weekend, HBO canceled winning time. Yeah. I think they went from 10 episodes season one, and then they cut back to seven, and it was kind of an abrupt ending there. So we don't get to see the Pistons, yeah. the rise of Michael Jordan, yeah. more championships. Yeah. yeah. Paulie, best and worst. I got a couple bests. Uh, Ole Miss quarterback, Jackson Dart, he ran for 136 and two touchdowns, threw for 251 and a TD. He's leading their offense pretty well. And then one of the games of the weekend, uh, the Missouri Tigers are 3-0, and Dan. They beat K-State, which is not easy. That place was going crazy. Harrison Mevis, or Mavis, I don't know his name, big guy, kicker, hits a 61-yarder to win it. Uh, they're going to ding him $100,000 for rushing the field, but that's totally worth it if you're a Missouri football. By the way, he got a great nickname. He's, I think he's known as the Thicker Kicker? Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Mevis. Yeah. Thicker kicker. 5'11", 243 from Warsaw, Indiana. Ding. He uh, probably could have gone 65 yards. Uh, that was deep. Deep and not playable. Yeah, Paul. There was a lot of arguing about field rushing, court storming type things this weekend as, you know, Missouri, should they rush the field? Well, they beat K-State. That's a top 20 team. But then Colorado, Col- Colorado State. Yes, Colorado, huge favorite. But it, um, it's a rivalry game. Those students haven't tasted any kind of success in a while. I'm okay. You, yes. get, you get a hall pass. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yes. Let no. them have fun. Let yeah. them enjoy it. Yeah. It's a big week. Nobody's cared yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Have fun. Yes, more. Let the kids dance. I can't stand these dads from Footloose. It's ridiculous. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, more. The anti-field rushing people are pretty hardcore on social media because they say you got to has to be over a number one team and blah 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 blah. Yeah, I think you, I think it, it's a, a sliding scale there. They haven't celebrated. They haven't had any opportunity to celebrate. Let them run. Yeah, yeah Paul. Or, uh, Marv. They're like, yeah, our tradition. These kids weren't born when you guys were winning. <laughs> Rashawn Salam won the Heisman what twenty five years ago. Yeah, child, please go ahead. Um. Dion was asked about ranking his kids. He has two kids who play on the football team. And he said, yeah, that he ranks his kids. And uh, I'm okay with that. My mom, you know, ranked her kids. She would tell you flat out that Dave was her favorite. I'm like, hey, I'm okay with it. You know, you just have to try harder. I don't care. Yeah, got to work a little bit harder. I don't care. I've ranked my kids before. I tell them. But I, I rank them in accordance to how they were as a baby. It's like, not a sliding scale? Like it changes as the years go by? Yeah. Yeah. You know, my son had a rough period there uh, in his teens where he was down. He was number four on the depth chart. 
But uh, that's teens for you, though. Especially yeah. first time through. Yeah. That's, just, you know, everybody becomes a teenage puke. Hopefully yeah. they make their way out of it. Uh, and then my youngest daughter, she was um, she was fourth in the depth chart for quite some time. She's rising, though. Yeah. Yes, uh, Mark. Is your son having a kid? Did that put him up him. at the top? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd say that he's probably number one right now. Is everyone here the favorite? And he might have just had the kid so he could move up to be number one. It's not a bad move. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, all right, all right. You know, where am I ranked right now, Dad? Well, you're third on the depth chart. If I have a kid, you'd probably be uh, one. All right. Yeah, more. The rest of the Danettes, are you guys the favorite out of your parents? Todd, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you hear what we were saying? I did not. <laughs> I was just feeling bad because I said the wrong player that knocked out uh, Travis Hunter. Okay. Do you want to? I got distracted. I said Aiden Hector, and it was actually uh, Henry Blackburn. <laughs> it's close. I looked at. No, uh, it's close. Gave the uh, it's, wrong name. It's close. So what was the question? Or do I get a do over? Or no? No, 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 no. I have not said yes to that question. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could tell. It's happened before. It'll I, happen again. I, I could tell that you were BS in there. Throw the BS flag on you, Todd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the question was. Final hour coming up. Yeah. One more item. We close out hour two. DraftKings going to help you. Football is back in full swing, and you can go to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Make sure you download the app. You can bet $5 on football, get $200 instantly in bonus bets if you're a new customer. Also, nobody's missing out on the action with uh, DraftKings customers, everybody. Take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on all the action. Make sure that you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PATRICK. New customers bet just $5. Take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use the code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Fritzy? 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com slash football terms. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.